right, so this is uh, what we're going to do. This is week two in a series called I Am. This is week three, I'm sorry. And um, we started talking in week one about some of the statements that Jesus said when he said, I am. And it all comes from the Old Testament story when God identified himself to his people, the Israelites, as the great I am. What you need to know about this is in the Old Testament, um, God was known as the the Lord. He was known as the Lord God. He was known as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And then God identified himself to his people um, in this radical encounter that I'm about to read to you, just recapping. Uh, We talked about it last week in a little bit more detail, but um, if you were to go to Exodus chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, 9 and 10, 13 through 15, it would say this. Moses is walking through a wilderness and he looks up and he sees a burning bush. Scripture says that he turns and moves his life in that direction. He goes over to see what it is, this bush that is burning, that is not smoking, that is not consuming, yet it is all consumed. And uh, of the bush, uh, the Lord speaks to him and says, Moses, verse 5 says, Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals For you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Now, uh, just about everyone that's encountered God in scripture, you need to know, um, ultimately, immediately became terrified. I believe that many of us have a really friendly view of God, and that is a beautiful thing. But based on the experiences that I have found in Scripture, most people that have encountered God did it with great amount of humility. Um, Reverence, fear, trembling, oh man. Um, And uh, Moses had that exact encounter. And in fact, what I love is the reverence that the Lord kind of helped him understand this place is special. Take off your shoes. Uh, This is a holy area that I'm standing in. In in verses nine through 10, uh, he says, look, the cry of the people, the Lord says, has reached, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me. And I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. 13, Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? And God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also answered to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. And uh, so this is the first time that God identifies himself, and he identifies himself as as I am. And that comes across a little confusing to me, but you have to understand, um, he's uh, going to be talking to Pharaoh and to God's people, and, and God's people are surrounded by many gods. Uh, the God of the moon, the God of the sun, the, 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 the God of eternity, the God of hell, the God of a lot of different things. And, uh, and so when God presents himself, he presents himself as one. And he presents himself as someone who is currently 
here. Not a God that is far off, not as a God that is somewhere that is unreachable, but a God that is current. And, uh, and I think that that is super duper powerful, uh, to say it best. And I would have probably not have stated myself to be I am. I probably would have given myself an additional title, but I think through the nations that God was setting it up that he would help people understand the larger picture. Now, it's also important for you to understand that in this series, we're, we're talking about identity, and we're going to try to define who God is with the best of our ability. And what I'm realizing and what I'm trying to create in our body uh, of Christ is a, a lack of spiritual arrogance. And I have found that people that believe that are puffed up with knowledge, that they know that they know that they know who he is, they operate in such a way that they have arrived at a understanding and a knowledge that becomes better than those that don't know everything that they know. And uh, it can be really uh, kind of gross to be around if you've ever encountered someone that is um, like a Pharisee, someone that just knows everything. And so... Uh, what I'm realizing today as I talk to you about trying to help you understand who God is, um, it's next to impossible for me to define uh, who he is. It's like the clay trying to tell other pots who the potter is. Uh, it's nearly impossible for me to define any human being on the, place of the, on, on, the, on the face of the planet, not to mention to define its creator. Uh, nonetheless, we're going to try this today. In this moment, God identified himself as I am. He also identified himself, identified himself as Yahweh, which would be the name that God's people would call him if they happened to say his name at all. What was special to the people of Israel is that God's name became so sacred that the people of God would not say his name. They would not say, I am. They would not say, Yahweh. They felt like even his name was sacred. Now, this is very cross-cultural to us because nothing is sacred to us as Americans. We are on top of the ladder. We are on top of the pyramid, and everything has become common to us. But what God did with the people of Israel is he wanted them to understand, no, the ground, Moses, that you're standing on is sacred because I am standing near it. Throughout the Old Testament, if you were to be reading the Bible, which I pray that you are in your devotions, you would see that many people had encounters with God that actually, crazy or not, brought death upon themselves because they came into contact with something that even represented God's presence. There was times where people were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, moving it back to Israel to protect it. And even if they touched the Ark of the Covenant to protect the Ark of the Covenant, they were struck dead. God's presence was not common. It was not like anything else in this world. And even the things that was known to be a symbol of God was sacred. Not to mention, God said that my name will be sacred. And so God's people didn't, in fact, uh, declare his name for a long time. And what began to happen in scripture was they would, after this point on in Exodus chapter 3, we would see then the birth of many names that they would create in reference to God, to his characteristics, and to his attributes. For example, his name shall be called Mighty God, 
wonderful counselor, everlasting God, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. Uh, they, they would name him many things in reference to God. They would call him as a declaration to help describe who he was in some way, shape, or form. Does that make sense to everyone? So uh, I just wanted to show you a couple verses that help me understand just kind of how difficult it is to explain who he is, not to mention what he's done. Psalms 19 verses one through four, the heavens proclaim the glory of God and the skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak and night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard, yet their message is gone throughout the earth. Their words to all the world that God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. We can't even begin to describe his creation. It's going to be hard to describe who he is. The purpose of this is manyfold. Some of us have gotten, become bored in, on our spiritual journey as if God has become common and we have reached a place of understanding with him that we don't need the next level. And friends, I, I want to explain to you that this is as far from truth as possible, I think that we have to be careful that we don't become a prisoner of this world, that we continue to become students of God, that our hearts that want to know him, that we allow our heart to be satisfied with the journey of saying, God, teach me your ways. Show me who you are. Like the psalmist would say, God, I seek your face. Show me your glory, Moses would say. And I, I want to hear your voice. I want to know your touch. I want to know your ways. I mean, we want to be a people that are hungry for God, not just information about God. Does that make sense? First uh, Corinthians chapter one, verse 25 says this, the foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human being plans. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. And so, where God start or where God starts is not even close to our ceiling. And uh, it's hard that some people are have a really hard time coming to know him because they want to basically understand all of him first. Uh, there was a pretty cool thing I saw on the internet a little while ago that was explaining how difficult it is to explain. Where some people really want to say, like, look, if you can show me proof of who God is, I'll serve him. But I know that he's not real because you can't prove him. And uh, so one um, person said to another, he said, well, let me just make you a circle here. He said, let's pretend that this circle is all of the information in the known world. This is all of it. How much do you believe you know of all of the information in the whole world? From the salt water, from uh, all of the oceans to the, the jungles and, and animals that we've yet to even discover. And uh, how much information do you think you know? And the guy said, well, maybe this much, maybe probably one or 2%. And he said, and yet you think that you can prove that there's no God because there's so much more that you've yet to understand on this earth. 
and you believe you've come to a point where you've reached the conclusion that there is no God when you know that there's so much that you don't know. And uh, he said, why are you angry at me? Because I believe I have met a part of something you don't know. And uh, I just love that understanding that there is so much, but yet even as though I know him, I don't know him. I have met Gary, but I don't know Gary through and through. I, I, I know Gary's complex. I, I know George. I, I know Phil. Uh, we don't know each other. You don't know me. You don't know my weaknesses, my vulnerability, and all of my passions. You don't know all of my strengths, and yet we look as if we have people figured out and we can judge them and narrow their life down to three or four statements. The Lord is simply indescribable. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 17 says this, I realize that no one can discover everything that God is doing under the sun. Not even the wisest people discover everything, no matter what they claim. I love it, I love it, I love it. Two more I'm gonna throw at you here real quick. And one is, uh, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and mind has imagined what God has prepared, even for those that love him. You can't even begin to imagine the things that he's creating for you, not to mention who he is. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love this. And so... um, I'm trying to set the tone to you guys today. Can I, is there anyone that would be willing to, I need three volunteers that have a decent imagination. Three volunteers, anyone? Three volunteers. I won't embarrass you, I promise. Mostly. Will, thank you. One, anyone else? Bree, come on, baby. Someone else. One more. <laughs> I'll take them. Uh, someone else. One more person. This won't embarrass you, I promise. Come on. <clears throat> All right. And so, uh, that's that's yours. Okay, so, uh, sir, I'm going to have you stand here. And uh, Breek, would you mind coming here? And uh, you're going to stand just here, and you're going to stand right here. Now, I need you guys to close your eyes. Put those cards away if you can. Um, And uh, Bree, I'll take yours. Did you read the card? You know what the card says? Now I'm going to make the car disappear. Uh, and so uh, here's what we're going to do. Um, uh, without um, using uh, your eyes, I want you to put your hands out, all three of you. And Bree, I'm going to start with you. There is a creature that is standing in front of them. And uh, this is what we do as people. And I think this is why there are so many denominations of the faith. And that we all believe that we have the right perspective. There's a creature, and I'm going to see if you guys can actually um, guess what this creature is based on their description. But can you describe, Bree, first, um, something that you would be touching if you were um, looking at this perspective? You want me to describe it? Yeah, describe it. What, what, do you, what is it that you're feeling, seeing? Uh, you can't say the name of this creature, but what is it that it feels like? What's it like? Um, I'm scared, first of all, because they're dangerous. <laughs> wow. Um, That's accurate. <laughs> uh, I can just say I would hide from this this animal because I don't want to be charged at. Wow. Um, or bitten. <laughs> wow. 
Um, but the side, what's the side feel like? Mm, yeah, I don't know how to describe that. <laughs> Indescribable. It is. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on, Bree. Thank you. Hold on, just stay there. Will, uh, what what is it that you uh, what is it that you feel? What is it you see? What is it that you, you're touching? Uh, it's large and gray, of color. Feels kind of rough, like a used leather. Uh, there's a crack right down the middle. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, since the front rear. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I got for this. All one. right, there you go. And uh, go ahead, Dina. Um, it's also large, but more brown in color. Um, the the um, the skin is thick um, and uh, kind of leathery as well. Um, there might be also a little bit of hair. Um, that's all I got. That's all you got. Fantastic. Yeah, you guys give them a round of applause. You guys can have a seat. Yeah, yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, does anyone want to guess what uh, animal uh, this was? An elephant. I heard an elephant. Anyone else? A rhinoceros. Anyone else? Uh, I heard a hippo. Or what else? No, this is all one creature. Uh, and so this is how difficult it is to describe, for some people, to describe a hippopotamus. Um, how much more difficult it is, is it to describe our God? And some people believe, well, you know what? My denomination is the right denomination. Our truth is the right truth. You know, them Baptists don't know what they're talking about. Them Pentecostals are emotional. Them, them Methodists are too uh, calculated. Them, them, you know, and, and all of us are, are in love with the same God. And believing that our perspective is, is somehow greater or better or more correct than anyone else's perspective of the same Lord, sitting on the same throne, having accomplished the same tasks, reading the same book. And, uh, and it's hard. And so I, I want us to make sure that as we encounter other believers, we do it with grace. We do it with, with truth. We, and we give justice to the reality. There's a lot that we don't know. Um, we do it with honor. But we describe everything it is that we have touched, seen, tasted, smelt, felt, known, and encountered. And, uh, and it means that we can talk about the Lord's identity with humility. Th does this make sense? I know that I'm trying to get the body of Christ to a point where we aren't greater or better than anyone else. But you have to understand that the kingdom of God is going to be made up than a lot more people than attend the Wake Community Church. It's going to be made up of a lot more people than are in the Assemblies of God or the Southern Baptist Convention or in the, uh, the new ARC um, church planning district people, groups, things. There's, you know, I think there's, it's not us. It is his. And we sit at his table and we live in his house. Does, does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. Cool. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to do in light of this sermon today is define to you some of the things that I have found that the Lord is um, based on not my perspective, but his and what he's made known to me. And uh, so in scripture, I want to remind you, he was known as the, the great I am. He is I am. And then he, was, he said, I am Yahweh. But the people of God didn't define him anymore. They no longer said his name. His name was too sacred. And so they found little ways to speak his name and still give him glory and still reference him without tainting how sacred he is. We gravitated to some of these revelations and created denominations, perspectives, um, 
beliefs and systems and oftentimes ignored the whole truth. Does that make sense? I'm only trying today to present a larger perspective of what I've encountered. So I sought out um, some 15 years ago, my goodness, uh, after I heard of this revelation that that he is, I am, and I began to see that Jesus said, well, I am the salt of the earth, or I am the light of the world, and I am am the true vine, and I am the gate, and I am the, the, the resurrection of life, and as I'm realizing Jesus is these things, and I've not known him this way, who else is he? And I began to research and find different names of God that are attributed to him in scripture. And so with that being said, I've passed out um, some cards to you. And so I want to just ask, um, for, in order for this to be cool, I have to get everyone's um, precipitation. To that I drink, huh? <clears throat> I need everyone to help me uh, today, and so I'm going to make your role really, really, really short. Uh, but as you declare, I'm going to ask you to read a name on your card, and then we'll come back to you and ask you to read another card. When we're all done with all of this today, we'll, um, when we're done, we're going to step into a time of prayer, and I'll ask all of the cards to be collected and move down to the end of the row on your right, and just set the stack there, and we'll use them for the next service. Does that make sense? So we need your cards. But what we're going to do this is I'm going to ask um, five people to stand up at a time and simply read one of the names on that card, and we'll kind of call you out and ask you to go through the crowd. And then um, uh, you'll sit down, and later you may feel like I want to say something again, and I'll ask uh, for five or six. If there's six people to stand, you don't have to be embarrassed. You can stand up, and we'll get through all of you. But what I don't want to do is have anyone say their name at the same time as someone else because we want to give honor to all of the, 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 the personalities and the names and the identity that God carries. Does, it, does this make sense? And so um, I believe that this can be pretty awesome. And I have a few up here also that I'm going to, uh, to read off as well. So you'll do some, I'll stop some, and we'll, we'll keep going with this. Is everyone willing to help? Great. As you say your name, I need you to do two things. I need you to enunciate um, and I need you to declare your name. So I need you to say it loud enough that we can grab it on the podcast. Does that make sense? Let's pray. And I believe that the remaining part of the service hopefully can be powerful. What I'm asking your ears to do is to listen to a person of God that you have never known. Now, please understand, these are not a hundred people of God. God is in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that is it. These are only titles that were attributed to him to define some of the things that he has done or will do or is doing currently in our life. Does that make sense? I want to make sure that I am not saying that God is a hundred people. Um, with that, I'm going to turn off my mic and um, hopefully this will be one. Can I get five people to stand? Just one. No, just the card. The bridegroom. The bridegroom. The omega. The shield. Savior. The beginning and the end. Abba, Father. You guys can have a seat. How many of those do you not know in that personality of the Lord? He is the friend. He is the faithful and true witness the scripture defines him as. 
He is the first and the last. Can I get five more people to stand up? The Lamb of God. The Holy Spirit. Wow. Lord of Lords. The Rock. The Mediator. Prince of Peace. Teacher. Yahweh. <laughs> he is the father to the fatherless. He is the chief cornerstone. He is the door. Can I get five more to stand up? Jehovah Jireh. The beloved. The servant. Master. Lion of the tribe of Judah. The Lord God Almighty. Jesus. I'm not just trying to define to you who he is. I'm asking you to search your heart for whom you don't know. He is Elohim. He is the El Shaddai. He is our Father. Can I get five more to stand? All consuming fire. The Ancient of Days. Strong Tower. The Holy One. Mighty God. The High Priest. Man of Sorrows. The True Vine. <laughs> the Potter. This is so powerful to me. Oh, I feel like God is so here right now. Lord, we just welcome you. He is the God of Heaven. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I wonder if he would be known as the God of Tim Broughton one day. He is the Godhead. He is the head of our church. Can I get five more to stand? The bread of life. The bright and morning star. The amen. The rabbi. The light of the world. The king of kings. The judge. What's hard is some of us have reached a point where we know him already. And I'm... He is the heavenly father. He is the great I am. He is Jehovah Shalom. Yes, Jehovah Sinkanu. Did I say it right? <laughs> Can I get five more? Jehovah Nisi. The refuge. The truth. Wonderful counselor. The author and finisher of faith. Hope of glory. The comforter. He is the king of the Jews. He is the life. He is the living water. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord most high. He is the Messiah. Can I get five more? The everlasting Father. <coughs> the Word. Advocate. The Carpenter. Emmanuel. 
the branch. The deliverance. The alpha. What's funny is the branch, I thought that that was uh, a typo, and I had to study it. Actually, it's found in the book of Daniel, and it's the only word uh, other than the I am that comes in cap locks. So that was pretty neat when I read it. He uses the cap lock branch. <laughs> like, All right, yes, he is. Um, he is the only begotten son. He is the righteous judge. I thought that that was awesome that he is the judge and he's the righteous one. He is the rose of Sharon. Can I get five more? The helper. The shepherd and overseer of souls. The good shepherd. Mm. My fortress. The anointed one. Louder. The anointed one. The anointed one. The creator. The dwelling place. The dwelling place. He is the shepherd. He is the son of man. He is the way. Can I get five more? The resurrection and the life. The redeemer. Anchor. The almighty God. Uh, Adonai? Adonai. Adonai. Yeah, it's different language, so you're forgiven. Uh, I can't talk in English most times. Oh. Does anyone else have a card that they have not read? Uh, these are some of the names that I have found, and there is a lot more that were spoken in Jew in in, in, in Hebrew. I'm sorry that define him far better than we will. But um, what I'm learning is that, uh, like when I first found out that he is the beloved, that changed everything that I had ever heard about him. I didn't know that he is a lover of my soul, and that he wants. He wants to be married to me. And that there's a, a desire for him to be intimate with me. That he already knows all of my innermost thoughts. And that he wants to share with me his. When I understood him to be a friend, that was above my understanding. When I understood him for the first time to be my judge, it blew me away. When I understood him to be my shepherd. When I understood that his rod and his staff, they comfort me. What it was is that I understood the power of his mighty right hand. And then I understood his compassion and his leadership. There are many different perspectives and attributes titled to God. And I want you to know that. So this is week three and what is coming in week four may have changed my life more than anything I began to read you. I hope that all I could do today is provoke a desire for you to want to know who he is. The remaining part of this service, I don't know what's going to happen. We've, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to the thing.
we're gonna enter into a time of prayer. Would all of you mind bowing your heads and closing your eyes? Here's what I know, and I'm not trying to be poetic, that in the Old Testament, God was so sacred that people that came into contact with him had great fear. I don't know what's changed in the New Testament American people that believe that God is not a God that should be reverenced or feared, but I believe that we should. In fact, if our lives are not right, I think that there should be great fear. If you're here today and you're not right with God, I don't wanna move any further in this service without reminding you that we, he is worthy. With every head bowed and every eye closed, is there anyone here that would say, right now, I don't know if I'm ready to meet with God. Is there anyone else that would say, you know what, I think that there may be sin in my life today. God bless you. Then it's good for you to know that God the Father sent his only begotten son in whom we call Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, Yahweh, the Messiah, the anointed one, and he died on a cross as the Lamb of God and became the living water and the giver of life, the bread of life, the lifter of our head, the anointed one. The resurrection and the life, he died for us to give us life and to give us purpose to give us identity. Lord, forgive us of our sins and make us new. Forgive us of our sins and make us new. Forgive us of our sins and make us new. In Jesus' name. Give us your Holy Spirit today. Teach us how to love you, how to want you above all things, how to seek you above all things how to desire you above all things. Lord, would you come? We want to know you. As we close this service, um, I felt provoked um, to make this a time that we pray um, for healing. I don't know how many of you have what level of understanding of the Lord but if you all could just look at me for just one second. In the Old Testament, the Lord gave himself many names that he would refer to, that he wanted his people to know him as, and some were attributed to him. But one of the names that the Lord defined him, excuse me, himself as is Jehovah Rapha. And that is, he is the Lord, my healer. And... Um, I don't know if some of you know this God. It's the same God. It's not a different version. Many religions, they have many different persons. They have the, the one that does this and the one that does that and the one that does this. And no, same one. His name is Jesus. He is my healer. And by his stripes, I am healed. Because of what he did, I am whole. He is the giver of life and he is my healer. Now, some of you have never seen a, a miracle some of you have never witnessed a healing, and, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say that. I hope that you would today. If you're here today and you need a, a miracle in your body, 
If you need a healing in your mind, something happening in your soul, or something today happening in your physical body, I'm going to ask you to come down, and some of us are going to anoint you with oil and prayer, prayer of faith over you. The way the scripture says is that let them call on the elders of church, and they'll anoint their head with oil, and they'll lay hands on them. And the sick person will be made whole by their faith. And so today, our faith will pray life over you. That the Lord is our Jehovah Rapha. And I pray that you would come to understand that he was not Jehovah Rapha. It's not that he will be Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Rapha. When he said, I am, in Hebrews chapter 13, they said it this way. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you need to know that the Lord did not do great things And it's not that he will one day do great things. It's that he did great things. He will do great things. And he is right now in this moment doing great things. And that's the gospel. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is our Jehovah Rapha. If you need healing in your body for anything, would you stand to your feet right now?